this is the strongest start to a podcast yet. You're welcome. So, well, all right. I didn't say thank you, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> hey there. Welcome to Kim Moffat is a Fan. This week, my guest is Stephanie Drummond. You know Steph from her iconic part in Mean Girls, a role that she reprised in an Ariana Grande music video. She was also a scene stealer in Fuller House and was in Spotlight, Blindside, Bosch, and Grey. I loved doing this episode with her because I've known Steph for years, which we talk about here, but uh, I kind of figured, to be honest, that we talk about things like Fuller House and Mean Girls and it would be really fun. She's so, so funny, but it was so cool to talk to her about things that we've, some things that we've never talked about before, like what it was like to move to LA for both of us, Um, the connection that she has with Ellen Montgomery, how she feels about acting and auditioning. It was all just so interesting to me. I could have done, this episode could have been five hours. It was also a very unnecessary reminder because I am acutely aware of this, but it was a great reminder of what a hilarious, kind, and supportive person Steph is. So please enjoy Stephanie Drummond. Okay, Steph, I'm going to send you a picture and then I'm going to post it on Instagram so that people can see how absolutely fucked up this computer situation that I have is, which is that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kim Moffat. I have a computer that is running as a computer, but the monitor no longer works, but the camera works. Oh, no. That's what's in front right now. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So we're doing it. What you won't do for your art. This is Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, (laughs) we're just doing this. How are you going to win? How are you going to win? You just got to win. You you'd need to really lose for a while first before you win in Hollywood. Isn't that like the Hollywood roundtables? That's what they always say. THR. They're like, you've really gotta feel like you've really gotta fail to win. You You're know, on your way, baby. I wish they would be clearer about that. Just in general. <laughs> like I wish someone before I moved here had been like, just so you know, you have to lose a lot. <laughs> that's not true though Kim Offit. like you're killing it in so many different ways like with voters with young America with celebrities with like with your with your love of like I always love like and your writing like don't so that's silly you're doing oh. yeah oh my god uncle uncle you're the best stuff Oh, um, so Steph, the first thing that we're having people do on that we are having people do the first thing that I and my millions of listeners are demanding yes, yes. that people do. Yeah, the first, thing is, the first thing that the cat and I are having people do is uh-huh. introduce themselves in the episode. So if you uh, would like to do that, just <laughs> whatever is in your heart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I just go, oh, I'm so Kim Moffat invited me, Steph Drummond, to do this podcast. Thank you for thinking of me. Very cool. Um, I'm an actor. I'm from Canada. Um, I'm also dual. I'm American. But I don't know. Like, what do you want me to say? Uh, People people know me because I was – people know me. Do you want me to do that thing? People know me because I was in Mean Girls. That's my number one thing that people know me from. I was um, the wide set vagina girl from Mean Girls, but I've worked past. I've done other jobs uh, beyond that. 
<laughs> and that's it. That's my intro. I really like, you know, I really. That was a perfect intro. Hey, it's me. I'm the wide set vagina girl. Honestly, because I was know, like, let's just all... get to the, let's get to the, let's cut to the chase. Let's get to the heart <laughs> of the nugget. Let's get to the, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's really funny. So I guess let's start with Mean Girls because that is the origin of our friendship. Oh, yeah. I have never, um, Mel and I have never, well, I can't speak for Mel, but I personally have never been like, I'm going to seek this person out. I like it been in a place where I was like, I know this person will be at the same place where I'm at. I'm going to find them and I'm going to befriend them. And I've never oh. had that work out so well. For me. <laughs> it has worked out because I consider you a really dear pal. So it did work out. And me I, too. I was so lonely that day that I was so like, as much as you tell the story that you wanted to meet me, I was so happy to have a friend. Like I just moved to the city and I was doing weird things that kind of make you, that I would never do now that would make you more, more <laughs> vulnerable. And you and Mel were so kind to me and inclusive. And I was so happy to have, I was like the lonely girl at the like at the cafeteria table and you invited me to sit with you. So I appreciate that. Thanks. We had a really fun time. Well, we appreciate it. I guess let me let's explain for people that are listening oh, what happened was that yeah yeah. Um you're uh Lex who I don't even know how you would describe Lex. <laughs> he always looks out for me. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like a a guy that looks like like a good guy. Like like he's like a like a legit like kind uncle figure, you know, fake dad. I'm like you know my fake LA dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was he was working on Fuller and season one, the season one rap party. He sent an email. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> that was just because everybody had to say who their plus one would be for the rap and party. It was, I, I didn't and understand that. That's so cute that he. <laughs> oh, he was, was trying to help me. He was trying to help. It was the sweetest mm-hmm. thing he said. You know, I'm gonna That's invite kind. um this girl. She's um oh, just God. staying with us, and I didn't really know likes at the time too. So I was like, all right, well, I don't really know totally what the situation is. I know but it sounds so sketchy. I'm happy I was to put her on the drive on list in the back. <laughs> Let that be known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we know. Now we understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, kind, like, so sweet. <laughs> And he was like, you might recognize her from Mean Girls. And Mel and I, um, I like looked over to Mel. We weren't sharing an office yet. I looked Uh over to her from across the way in the bullpen area and was like, buckle up. (laughs) Someone from Mean Girls is going to be at the rap party. And um, that was the whole, I don't care who else was at the rap party. That was the, (laughs) that was it. That was our focus for the night. That was so um, kind. It blossomed into this. I know, I know. We're a lot like you're some of my dearest American pals. I'm so lucky. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I went. Like, I, I'm such, I'm not an outgoing person by nature. Like, I think yeah. I was just still sort of like high from the fumes of like making it to America with a green card. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's yeah. so sweet of Lex. Like, it's so like, they're, he and Lulu are so kind to me as all, they're like my family, but like that he, he did that to help me. You know what I mean? It's very sweet. Yeah. And thanks for letting, thanks for letting me come. Thank you. I can't believe I went. <laughs> uh, well, I you're welcome for letting you come because I didn't at that point I had not feel I realized my full potential at 
Fuller House and Warner Brothers, which was banning people and kicking people out of parties. Oh. Later, that would, that power would come and it would go straight to my head. But I didn't of know course. at that time. So of course. at that point, it was easy to get into a party. Later, it would have been. I was just so excited to be like, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe I was at Warner Brothers. You know what I mean? Even that was so, it was so yeah. exciting. It was so exciting to see the set and to, to see these girls that I'd watched growing up. You know, I'm so, we were so far removed from that here. Um, it seems dumb yeah. when you live there, but when you're so far away from it all, it seemed like it was just amazing to be there. So I appreciate you not knowing your powers to kick people out yet and not kicking me out. Thanks. <laughs> I I did not yet though, but I wouldn't have. <laughs> did you, um, was that the first lot that you had ever gone to Warner Brothers? I, I mean, th- like I in, gone, in Los Angeles. I think so. Yeah. Like I had gone once for an audition, like I'd visited, um, LA to see if I really wanted to go and do it. And when I was there, I had a, like just a, like a pilot audition. So I really felt very luxurious that day, but then I got to go back and <laughs> by luxurious, I mean, freaking out, like sweating through all my clothes. So I had gone there sure. for an audition, which I was terrible at. And, and then I came for the, the fuller party. So thank you. Second time, second time at Warner Brothers. And then later you would go on to like be in an episode and I absolutely was. kill it. Oh, you're so kind, Kim Moffat. I had so much fun. You and Mel were so cool. I had the greatest time. It was so much fun. Good. I'm glad. Yes. I we are we are certainly the tastemakers of Fuller House. We're the ones that decide if someone's having fun or not. So I'm very glad about that. <laughs> I was terrified. Like it was so scary. The whole like everyone was so nice, but like a live, a sick like a multicam. We don't have multicams in Canada. So I was like, thank God I had like oh, wow. years. Of, yeah. I'd never done a multicam. So I was like, thank God I had all those years of theater training because it's such a different beast than anything I had done aside from theater. Um, so yeah. that was my kind of trial by fire going in there and people, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I love multicams. They're so much fun. What is it about a multicam that's really like, yes. Um, I love that. I love that there's a live audience and I'm such a, like, I'm such a <laughs> ham. I'm like, soak this up. Like, uh, I, I I love the um, instant uh, – I love feeling like they're on your side and, and like rolling with them and like it just feels like doing a play. Like it, I'm like, oh, right. This is like everything all – to all everything I've been working on all together in one beast, you know, the multicam. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Do you um, – would you prefer doing a play or something with a live audience or something just like you and the camera and the crew? Uh, I think like by now, now I, I do like, um, like the, the, the real, like the, the making reality out of film and TV and that I'm Mm. not such a show pony as I used to be where I need to be like big and crazy, but I have my days where I do do big, crazy stuff, but I do love, (laughs) like, I think with age, well, for me, I started to like appreciate like not having to like tap dance all the time, although it was thrilling that day, those like doing fuller. Um, I do appreciate like the, like the crew gets quiet and there's not a lot of people and you feel like you're doing what you should do, which is like making this feel this we- these weird lines, make them your real life and make the situation real. I do love the, yeah. it feels more to me. I'm like, what is this? I just, it feels more like, uh, I don't feel like such an attention hog when I do it. It just feels like I'm doing, it's more like kind of like you're just connecting with somebody else and saying the words. I don't know if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense to me, a non-actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes okay, sense. Um, you, so I guess going back to Mean Girls a little bit, because mm-hmm. um, now the musical is out. 
Yeah. Which your line is in the musical. Yeah, you told me. It's I very haven't exciting. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen I saw the musical on Broadway, but I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie yet. So I'm looking forward to it. I didn't see it on Broadway because um, I'm, you know, classless. But a friend of mine <laughs> that we went to <laughs> Oh, Kim? Fucking trash. Class. Yeah. Uh, garbage. <laughs> um, but uh, a, a couple of us went and a friend that I was with said that she, uh, who I think you met, Carly, she yeah. saw it when it was here in L.A. at Pantages. And um, she thought it was a great, like, stage to screen. Yeah, adaptation. Um, but I can't uh, can neither confirm nor deny. So I guess <laughs> I just have to believe you and Carly. <laughs> what did you think? What did you think of the movie? What did you think of the of the movie that just came out? I thought it was great. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they did a really great job of bringing bringing the tech up to date because you can't yeah. really have like a three way call. Now, you know, like that's not going to work, but the texting works really well. Um, You unfortunately have to have the body image stuff, but um, I appreciated that they like kept it very sex positive and like nobody's Mm -hmm. being slut shamed. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not as like um, no like tropes of like, well, they're gay, but closeted, like all that stuff was lifted out and and it didn't feel like it was missing anything. Good. The movie was like still great because mm-hmm. of, and and like better for it because then it didn't have like the very gross ick of like oh that's okay so we're just gonna slut shame somebody cool mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, all yeah. gone yeah right, so I thought that I've was forgotten great. about that when I reread um there's a book that's come out about Mean Girls when I read the book I was like oh I forgot like because I only watched it maybe twice in my life so it hasn't. It's not – it's different for me. Like, I I forgot different parts of that, like the stuff about the coach, like all of that. I'd forgotten because I'd only seen it a couple times. And, and so I'm glad. I'm glad that these changes have been made. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It w- do you Have you only seen it twice just because you're in it and you don't want to watch it because you're in it? Yeah. Like, I th- well, I guess so. – yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, I guess I've only watched it twice. Why have I only watched it twice? Yeah, I guess. I guess, like – I don't know. I only watch I, I don't really watch when I do stuff very much. Like unless I'm watching like a yeah. tape back for a self tape or something and I want to try to get the job, then I'll watch myself. Um yeah, I've, i I liked it, but I don't know. Yeah, like I probably would have watched it twice if I wasn't in it. Do you know what I mean? Like me as myself. Yeah. Like if I hadn't been in it, I probably would have watched it twice over these years, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a great movie, but like That's why I guess I not as like culturally impactful as it is for uh like me and Mel <laughs> well, <laughs> real weirdos just, it's too weird like I don't know why well, I've pro- yeah. truly I probably only watched it twice because I'm in it and it's like hard to watch yourself you know what I mean um I'm sure yeah. that's why so it, I'm just saying like there's things that are very uh people have these immediate reactions that I I have to be reminded of you know unless yeah. it's like a meme that I keep seeing all the time you know <laughs> do people still ask you about it talk to you about it bring you on yeah, podcasts and make it the first topic of conversation mm-hmm. yeah it's big <laughs> make I'm it the entire base of your friendship <laughs> no. <laughs> no people love that movie and and it's interesting i did just read this book the book um jennifer keesing armstrong's book just came out called so fetch about mean girls and we went and did a talk mm-hmm. she was in toronto so um jan carwan and i went and did a talk like she she was talking we just came on at the end as little special guests and it was so interesting listening to her talk about um like the raw how it rose up with it mean girls came out when facebook came out 
and just the rise of social media alongside of the rise of the millennial, the rise of like, and the influence of um, Riot Girls, just all of that. And like the influence of like Britney yeah. and Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton and how those girls were attacked and just how it all sort of like filters into this movie and how now because of like the millennials coming up with and how it's traveled through all of the different Facebook and now it's gone and Instagram and now it's TikTok and how it's still moving on through this, through yeah. all the stages and it's collecting more, more people. It was just interesting listening to her talk about it. Like she does a lot, like she does a lot of feminist pop culture writing. So that was just very interesting to hear her take on it. It actually answered some questions yeah. for me. Cause I was like, why do people, why are they obsessed with it? Like why, why has it become, <laughs> I didn't understand. Like, I don't, you know, I'm just some, yeah. I said like, you know, anyway, it was very interesting listening to her. So if anybody's a big fan, I suggest I'm picking up a copy of So Fetch. It's a great book. Are you in the book? Do they? Yeah. She interviewed for the you for the book. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Don't laugh yep. like <laughs> like you're shocked. No, I am in the book. <laughs> you you have it. It's so wild because you have like these like big lines in the movie that are uh, have stood the test of time. Yeah, that's 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 Tina Fey for sure for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, in and, my and, mind, those were your improv lines. You threw them out. You were like, yeah. Tina, <laughs> Tina, if you can just keep the camera on me for a couple minutes, I'd love to throw out a couple of wild lines. I've got a couple you. ideas. They've been brewing. No, it was all of her. I just said them. Like, honestly, like I was just this like weird kid who said these words, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, were you a fan of Tina's? Yeah. Like I, I had, I was, I was really like, I'm, I was like a big theater nerd at that point. Like I was doing Shakespeare and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, but I did like, of course I've, I, I followed them. Like I followed like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Like I, I watched them, but at that point I wasn't doing, I hadn't done any improv at all. Um, and I was mm-hmm. more like an act in my head. <laughs> I'm not talking about reality in my head. I was like an actor, oh my you God. know, but I was so, <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to see them and meet them. And I respected them so much. And I, anyway, it was very exciting. And Anna Gostar, like I remember like meeting Anna Gostar, I couldn't believe it. Like I couldn't believe that I was like just in the same circle as her talking about potatoes, which is what we're, anyway. Yeah. Like it's crazy that, that like, it, so, but Jan, cause my friend Jan Carwana is is like an improviser like a very like she's a, a phenomenal improviser to her working with them at that point it, it meant so much to her and it did to me too but to jan i think even yeah. more because she was in an improv theater yeah but i was very excited and very impressed by it and it was just like some movie in canada right yeah totally i we've never done i'd never done it was my first pro like on-camera job um Mm -hmm. so I was just so excited to be there I wasn't like and I thought it was super funny and I was so excited to meet the people that I'd watched every Saturday you know every Saturday I was so like I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it you know yeah yeah what was it about uh Anna Gasteyer that was like yes because when I was a kid like it was her doing and I feel like I look like her right now like um you know when they like when she would do like the NPR stuff like the radio like she was growing up growing up she was like who I would watch growing up was her yeah 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 and Wicked like doing Wicked and all of that too she did Wicked yeah I'm pretty sure am I crazy we should google that yeah no 
I believe you. It, sure. it does. We'll never. I'll never fact check a single thing. You'll fact check. I've never oh, looked no. up a single thing. I'm doing it right now. I'm like, did I dream say whatever that? I want? Did I dream? I think that? you're thinking anyway. of Kristen Chenoweth. I'm gonna Google it. I'm googling it right now. Anna Gustar is an actress and a comedian who played the role of Elphaba in Wicked. I thought so. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Quick follow up. Sure. Which one was Elphaba? Oh, like the green one. Like, uh huh. She's that one. She was Elphaba. She's she's the bad one. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Wicked Whip. Like yeah, the mean okay, one. Okay, she's the mean right, one. Okay, okay. She's an amazing singer yeah. too. Anyway, whatever. Very cool. Good. I'm just so I glad. She can sing. I was worried. Yes, she can. I was so worried. I dreamt that I saw her. <laughs> that fact check. I wasn't trying to bring you down. I was scared about my own mental health. I was like, Oh God, did I dream that? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And now I know which one is Alphaba. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I've seen it once. Um, I saw it when it was out here, but I, right. I um, yeah, I don't. You know, remember. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're a TV gal. <laughs> I'm a TV gal. Ask mm-hmm. me, you know, about Everwood. I could tell you about that. But yeah, uh, yeah. huge musical like Wicked that has been out forever that everybody has seen and is, I think, about to be a movie now. Couldn't tell you. Sure. Something about a witch. At some point, there's a bubble. Yeah. There was a book. I That's what I, I like. I remember I was in deep. See, this is all Mean Girls time. Like I was reading the book. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. yeah I forgot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. I'm giving you my 2003 <laughs> reading list. There you go. Let's hear it. What else were you reading in 2003? Mm. Wicked. That's a big book. It was. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, do you prefer doing comedy or drama? If you're, because you mentioned be, that you thought you were like a very serious theater actor. <laughs> I knew I was co- like, comedy is always what, like, here's the thing. Like, if you're a character actor who looks like me, you better be funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the way it is. No, it's true. No, it's, it's, um, I have a fit, like, I have a fit, like, like, it's just, what, what does that mean? It means like, I, like, I t- tend to, it's easy for me to do comedy. Like uh, people just assume I'm a funny person. Like I've, I have a, I don't know. It's just something that like, I guess it's something that I've always leaned into that I've been able to do and not worry about it. Um, when I was a little girl, mm-hmm. I remember I just got laughs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just remember that, that I got, like, I remember my first laugh and going, Oh my God. Like I wasn't even trying to be, <laughs> it's like B. Arthur. <laughs> she would always it? like try to be serious. I was in, um, it's a Neil Simon play, and I was playing like the bratty little. Laughs yeah, a minute. Laughs, laughs every second. <laughs> oh, but I. Oh God, what was it called? Brighton Beach Memoirs, and it was like community theater, like in my little town. And I played like the bratty mm-hmm. little sister who was always faking sick, and it was like just this little thing I did, like by myself on a couch, like reading a book, and I thought I was just being like a really good actor, like really feeling the moments of everything, but the audience sure. would howl. And I didn't understand it, but like, I'm like this goofy kid on a sofa. Like, I'm sure it looked hilarious. You know what I mean? So that was the first time I got like, I laughs that I wasn't working towards. And I guess you always kind of want to do what I'm always trying to like be a dramatic actress and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm learning, like just also being able to do comedy and not worry about it is I'm lucky that I don't have to push for it or, you know, although I do, I'm sure a lot of the time, but 
I try not to, but it's something that I've always just sort of been able to do and not worry about it too much. And that's, that's luck. That's being like, that's lucky, you know? Yeah. That's super lucky. Cause I feel like for comedy, I feel like a lot of people say it's, that's harder. Yeah. People say that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, people, people say that, but say I'm that. so good at it. So no, I cannot. No, 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 not understand. Not at all. A struggle. No, no, no. I don't think that at all. Like I, um, people do always say that, and people always like that's a trope. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, but I do, I do like, I do know that like dramatic actors always want to be comedic, and comedic actors always want to be dramatic. You know, and people always say it's harder to yeah. like. It, those are all things that are said and. I don't know because I I've always like I always really have to pare myself down like really pare myself down to do drama like I just have to basically do nothing which I know is the whole point um so <laughs> anyway it's interesting yeah you know you were in spotlight yes you're yeah, an academy that's a dramatic, award you're a, that's a dramatic yeah. role yeah 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 I do do some of that stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah um you also were in gray Yes, that just came out talk about gray. in Canada. Yeah. Sure, we can talk about that here. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh, it's in Canada. Yeah, hey. it's an American show, but it's only been released in Canada. So if you're in Canada, hang on. If- I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's normally backwards, right? I have no answers for you. I am not Paramount <laughs> no. Plus. I am not Paramount <laughs> Plus Canada. So gray, it's available. That's where you can watch that. Um, yeah, it's it's dramatic for all the Canadian Although, listeners. Yeah, for all, uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have lots of? Do you have Canadian listeners? I don't pay attention. I don't know oh, because okay. somebody. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this the other day because mm-hmm. she was asking me if I had looked to see if there were any reviews for the show, and I yeah. said I didn't want to. I I don't want to like seek out something that's going to hurt my own feelings. Yeah. So I haven't looked at all. <laughs> I have no okay. idea if anyone's listening and um where they're at. I presume based on who the guests are that like people are going to tune in to hear you. But I don't like. I'm not drawn in people, so I. It's where you know. (laughs) Anyway, if you live in Canada, Grey's available on Paramount Plus. Patricia Clarkson is the lead. There you go. It's a spy thriller. There you go. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. It was cool. It was really fun to do. Yeah, amazing to meet her and Rupert Everett was in it. Also very cool. You know, I got to do scenes with. Canada's Meryl Streep, Wendy Crewson, and I got to do like scenes with her. She is. She's really good. For a second, I thought you were telling me that Meryl Streep was from Canada. I was like, well, that's fucking breaking news. That's cool. But I got to work with with Wendy Crewson, so that was pretty cool. Like, if you throw down the name, do you like if I tell you Wendy Crewson, do you know Wendy Crewson? No, it's okay. I, like she's I, been in lots of American I don't, stuff. I'm sorry. It, it's fine, but okay. if you throw down Wendy Crewson, as you're talking, if, I gotta look this up. If you throw down Wendy Crewson in Canada, people are like, 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 really, like, like she. Get, anyway, people dig Wendy Crewson, as do I. She's a lovely woman, great to work with, a lot of fun. So yeah, I was really excited to like to be on this show. Yeah, it was cool. Oh yeah, I know. Who, and can I tell you? Because she was in the Santa Claus. Yeah, she was the wife, right? Yeah. 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 She's cool. Yeah. She's great. She's Canadian. (laughs) She's been in a ton of stuff. Nice. Mm -hmm. Canada. You guys really have all the good stuff up there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We have healthcare. Manners. Yeah. Healthcare. Wendy Crewson and manners. Yeah. 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 We've got it all. I went to a play last night and this woman um, talked about her parents getting a Canadian divorce. Is this like a thing? 
I don't know. What did it mean? What was the context of it? I don't know. She like, said did- it was there was no fighting, but they moved <laughs> across both sides of the country. Like her dad oh, lived in one far. side, her mom lived on the other side. Yeah. Oh, but no fighting. And I, no fighting. She called it a Canadian <laughs> divorce, and I was like, "Did I? Is this new? I didn't know about this." I've never heard. Do we also need to Google Canadian divorce? I've never heard of that. Maybe. <laughs> and like people I know who had divorces, it's not like that. But good for the lady who wrote the the person who wrote the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never um, heard about it. <laughs> Me, well, okay, good. I feel better now because I had also not heard of it. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as I was watching it, because I knew I was going to talk to you today, I was thinking that you could do a, a one-woman play. It was a one-woman play, which is for her. so – I know. She wrote it. I wow. think she's. I think she was the director and then she was in it. It's her story. She directed of, herself um, in a one-woman show that she wrote? I Amazing. think so. That I is one so. brave person. I know. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Would you ever do something like that? Mm, I usually like – I like acting because I like acting with other people. Like I like connecting with other people. That's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've gotten older, I've realized like that's what it's about for me. I have done stuff on my own um, in my life and <laughs> I feel like I'm too embarrassed to do like a what? Like that's a really brave, big, beautiful yeah. thing to do. Um that's impressive, very impressive to me. Um, but that's yeah. also another big reason. Like I, re- I really love like listening to what the person is going to say to me. And then I think about that and then I respond, you know, and if it's just me up yeah. there, whatever I'm going through, maybe I need to go through a Canadian divorce to be able to feel the, the <laughs> pain to go through this one woman show. But when I was like, her, when I was, her parents went through a Canadian divorce. Right, 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 right. She's right, a right. child of Canadian divorce. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. She's a victim of. Um, so anyway, I don't have that need, but a lot of people, like I respect people who do like storytelling and, and stand up and one people shows like, I'm very impressed by that. Um, I think people would really get tired of me very quickly if it was just me up there, like doing my thing. I'm I'm imp- I'm very impressed by that performer, but I like connecting. Okay. Well, with other we people. can. We'll agree to disagree. I think that you would do a great job, and I think you Aww, should do thanks, everything. So you know, Aww, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was super impressed. I I couldn't do it. It seems really hard. It's a lot of pressure, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and also, you really if you have forget? to like want to – oh, if you forget the lines, yeah. But yeah. If, you know if you're on your own and you mess up, the good news is you can like pick yourself back up. You know what I mean? Like you can – you can like yeah. uh, instead of like pausing with somebody else and like worrying who's going to pick it up and having that awkward like <laughs> you're like, well, I'm messing this thing up. I'm the only one who can float this boat, you know, and then you jump yourself back in, you know. There's something yeah. kind of freeing in that. But yeah, it's That's fair. anyway impressive, very impressive. I did a little bit of it when I was younger. I don't know if I have the capacity, like the the shoots, whatever that is. The I don't know the tap dance abilities. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I couldn't do it. I think you could though. Do you um I like I'm just like listen, that's a great answer. I think you're wrong. Let's move on. Um no, no, do no. You- I like learning. <laughs> I always like learning. Had you uh always wanted to act when you were a little little young uncle? Yeah, when I was a baby uncle, yeah, I always I always wanted to. Like I was a I was a singer, like I sang all 
over at all the little like a group in a very rural twenty thousand people, but not even in the twenty like outside of the twenty thousand people community. And so I was always like singing in church and singing at the Kiwanis Festival and singing at. So I was always singing and dancing. So acting was just sort of this thing that came up through that. I was always doing it. I was always a show pony. I was always pulled out a wedding, a funeral, anything. I would be up there like singing or yeah, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't what even would you a be weird singing at a funeral. Oh my gosh. I sang, you know what I sang a lot? I sang, which is weird. I sang um morning morning has broken like the first morning. United Church of Canada. We're very like okay. kind of like hippie is a very strong word, but we're more <laughs> it's very rural. It's very rural. Okay. Um okay. yeah. Um, I sang morning has broken a lot. So, which is weird because people were dying, but anyway, we're dead, not dying dead. So anyway, I was always classic funeral, classic hilarity (laughs) ensuing. But so it wasn't a weird thing that I was like, I'm going to be an actor. Like it was just sort of like, I'd always been a show pony, you know? And maybe that's why I don't want to do a one woman show. Cause like when I was a kid, I was always up there doing that thing. And now I like the more a more um the like the psychology behind it versus like I need to be in the center because maybe I'm still a little embarrassed about how I was up there I don't know thanks for making me reflect Uncle think... Kim you're welcome do you want to dive back into let's talk more <laughs> about your embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> no problem <laughs> uh let's explain why I'm gonna actually hang on before we do that were your parents excited like d- as you wanted to pursue acting were they uh into this idea was that did, had anybody else in your family ever done this? Did this seem no. like the most insane non-Canadian thing that had ever happened? I noticed like when I went to acting school, like my parents didn't, they were like, of course, like, of course, like, of course, like they didn't even, they didn't really, not that they, like they, it didn't, it was just sort of like what I was going to do. And there was never a moment like bless them. They were like, she's going to be I'm sh- like, I think they thought, Oh, sh- of course it'll be easy for her, which is so sweet, you know? And I did notice yeah. in my acting school, most of the people who were there, their parents, like we, all of our parents were like nurses and sold cars and did like, weren't connected to the business at all. Cause Toronto, like, we were a lot of us were like rural kids whose parents weren't connected at all who came to Toronto for acting school and they noticed like okay. the, a lot of people were totally disconnected and i think out of that ignorance parents let their kids go do it because they didn't know the difference i don't mean, <laughs> yeah. not that they're stupid they just don't that's not that's not it at all but had no idea and we're like why not like she's really cute up there in the highland dance competition why not go to and they would say stratford which is our we have the Stratford Shakespeare Festival in Canada. And that's like as big as you would think because that's all we knew. And it is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big, beautiful Shakespearean festival. But we didn't even like our sites would never go. Toronto is as big as it would go, which is also a great town with a huge film and television um, industry. But it wasn't back then. And we didn't they didn't really have the scope to be scared for me. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that though. Doing something where you don't know <laughs> to be scared of it. I think that's great. Like that's that's kind of the sweet spot, right? 
Yeah. And like, to me, Toronto was my New York or my LA, you know, like I used to, when mm-hmm. I'd come here, like I'd come here on like a bus trip. It was like three hours away from where I grew up. And when I'd come to Toronto, I would cry because I was like, oh, I'm in the, like the bus, school bus would drive up and we'd go to like the Phantom or whatever. And I would be like crying. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm home. Like I'm in the city. Like I'm with my people. Like, so for like a Canadian kid, Toronto is the big play. Toronto, Vancouver are the big towns. Yeah. Yeah. So when you moved out, were you like, I'm moving to Toronto? I was going to acting, like I was went going to school. Like I was going, I was, so I was moving out. Yeah. To go to acting school. Yeah. To, to in Toronto. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you were like, yeah. I'm staying. I've made yeah, it. I'm in Toronto. Think- <laughs> I did like. No, that, sounded, <laughs> that sounded so no, shitty. No, 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 no. That's I, not I, how I meant no, it no, at no. all. Like, I, I understand. Um, no, 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 totally. Um, yeah. Like I, I, it was my big town. Like I was going to be here and, yeah. and stay here. Yeah. I didn't ever think, oh, I better go back there. Cause there's no way I could have a career like in, you know, there, you can't as an English speaker. Um, like there's also Montreal if you're Francophone, but I'm not. So, um, yeah, it was Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. How many people live in Toronto? Like around 3 million. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that feels very dense. Like yeah. big and dense. <laughs> it's, it's, it does feel like from moving back from LA, it feels, it does feel small. Like it does. Like it feels mm. very comforting and safe and small and sweet. It does in, in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it is nice to have that. Um, yeah, but it doesn't feel like a gigantic town. But when I was like, it's all perspective. When I was a kid, I thought it was the biggest town of like, I was, you know, mesmerized, yeah. you know? Yeah, I still really like it. I don't mean that I don't. But anyway, it's just all your perspective from where you are. Yeah. And it also changes like places change the longer that you are. Like I'm sure, sure you know, when you come back out here to LA, it's like, it, it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't feel as like daunting, you know? Not at all. No, no. I'm like, oh, I'm okay here. I'm okay there. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I was just thinking like, if it doesn't feel daunting, I think you should just probably just move here. It's what we're landing on. <laughs> well, I'm dual, so no problem. So I'm lucky enough. I stayed in LA long enough that I was my dual citizen. So I'm American. And thank you for always giving me, me my American news, Kim Moffat. And I'm Canadian. <laughs> so I'm both. So it's great. I have that freedom. I have that freedom that I can be, I can be in LA whenever I want. So I'm very grateful for that. That's really nice. Did you want to mm. have, was that a goal of yours to have dual citizenship so that you could kind of work in both areas? Yeah. Like I wanted, um, I wanted to, I just wanted to go, I wanted to change and I wanted to, um, try in LA and see how it went. Um, and I didn't expect to like make as many friends and feel as connected as I did. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people in Toronto are really, really scared to go to LA. That's a very big thing. Or they don't, they're like LA, I don't want to go there, blah, blah, blah. Why would I go there? So it's a very, it's a really big, I don't know if people, why, why you would even, care, but it is a big move to go and do that. And you you can't just move. You have to have papers. So I had to really work for a yeah. lot of years to get my green card. So then by the time I got my green card, um, there was no way I wasn't going because I'd worked so hard to get that. Like there's no, so it's very hard to people also want to go here, but they can't, it's not like living in Wichita and then you just take the bus and you're in LA. Like people here, yeah. it's very hard to get a green card. And if you don't have enough credits, they won't, you won't be considered an alien of extraordinary ability who's able to 
be granted the permission to come over. So you have to have, it's all this like weird, it's complicated. Like, and you also have to be a little bit like nerdy, like me, like be able to work with the paperwork and work like, and keep and be stubborn. Like there's some qualities, good and bad of people who do, who are able to get it. You have to have credits and you have to be a bit tenacious to be like, I'm going to write like have these letters proving that I can do all of this to make it like, it's not as as simple as just getting on a plane here. Like you really have to work hard to get there. And it's hard if you don't have have the credits. They have to know that you're going to be able to like make it as an actor in Hollywood to be able to. Yeah. Wow. Like I was interviewed. Like I had to, I had to take a train to Montreal and I was interviewed by like the American people, like, like the border people interviewed me like an interview like sat me down, like I wore like a business suit <laughs> and they interviewed me and went through all my hundreds of letters. Like I had to have letters from people. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very wow. hard. Yeah. So there was no question when I got my green, like, of course I was going to go like the, the like the emotion yeah. uh, the, and the, the, everything that I put into it, I was going to go, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I had no idea. And so now it literally, you're you have, um, what did you call it? Extraordinary abilities. <laughs> That's what it's that called. What call- if you're sports, if it's sports, That's incredible. It's an alien of extrovert, unless it's changed, but that's, so you have to prove like sports, entertainment I think I think that's it you have to prove because no like how many of us are there in LA like they don't want more of us right so you have to prove you're at a certain level which is like just hundreds of documents and then these interviews and then finally you're granted a green card you know yeah it's 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 not for the week that's for sure dang Mm -hmm. wow yeah I just moved here Yeah. So it's different. Like, so that's why there's all this yeah. like mystique around it here. Like people, that's why, cause it's not, it's not a slam bam. Let's just get in the car and go. And not that it was for you either, yeah. Kim, like for you to come, like, that's also a, like not to diminish that, but you had your paperwork. That's the difference. And you had a U.S. bank account, you know? I had a U.S. bank account. I had a, um, Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I had a, uh, a workers' comp paycheck that would come to me once a once every two weeks. Whoa! <laughs> not to brag, from a company that was shut down. So, oh my god! And, and a dream, and a dream. What it's, happened? Can I ask? You can just <laughs> cut this part out. What happened to you? Are you were, like was a, a that's um, awful? Do you want to skip this part? We can talk about it later. Hollywood video. No, it's no, 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 it's really funny. I was working at Hollywood Video. Yeah. <laughs> And a shelf, um, a wire A-frame fell yeah. on me and um, hit my arm and cut my bicep, tore, like, sliced How my bicep. did it? Oh, my God, I Kim. don't know. I, this is actually kind of insane to me because I wasn't, like, cut on the outside. Yeah. But, so I went to go call workers comp like the first call I made was to workers comp to be like I need to go to urgent care and I need to know where to go and um as I was on the phone all of a sudden I'd like I I called with the injured arm because I was like something's wrong definitely but I'm right-handed anyway like that's my dominant hand so I just didn't think about it and as Mm -hmm. I was making the call like the phone just like fell out of my hand and I had to pick it up with my left hand and I was like yeah so I need to go now I think probably and did now they help you? Better. Were they like, this is where you need to go, go now, blah, blah, blah? Or were they like, oh, we have to ask? Yeah. Like, No, they knew like where to go for like when it's an urgent care, yeah. but they weren't clear on. And I'm going to leave this in because this is something that people should know because I didn't yeah. know. When you are dealing with a workers' comp case, for me, this was the situation. Um, 
seeing a nurse practitioner does not count as having seen a doctor, which in any other circumstance, um, it it very likely would. But like, yeah, for this. So I had like made appointments because I really liked this um, nurse practitioner that I was seeing and had like three appointments with her. And after three appointments, they were like, yeah, none of those counts. You got to start at school. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? That's terrible. And then the company shut down (laughs) anyway. Um, and then how and then so all that time so how's your arm now like do you must still have scar like how's your mobility and stuff oh yeah there? I got a screw in there but no one knows what it does <laughs> it's just like in there oh, I think it used to hold up my bicep but now because you know I have like shoulder problems anyway so I've like yeah. I've had subsequent x-rays and they'll be like yeah but you have a screw what's that doing in there and I'll be like your guess is as good as mine doc I don't know I guess the we'll leave it in the doctor can't see. They can't like. It's not like. Oh, it's obviously helping her shoulder rotate. Or oh. no. Do you have chronic doctor, pain in like, your shoulder from that? Like, is that chronic? Um, I have more chronic pain in my, the toe that I broke than in my shoulder. <laughs> but I do get pain, shoulder pain too, like yeah. neck pain, shoulder pain. Yeah, I'm falling apart. No, you look a, you look beautiful. That's a lie. I'm sorry that happened. That's so all, then you moved. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I would really I, as long I don't you know my shoulders okay. about to fall off. My toe never healed properly, but as long as I have my looks, that's all and that you matters. Do. That's all. Who cares? Let's, Who cares about your mobility? Specifically, oh no. <laughs> I told I have you, no, your eyes. Uh, Today, I told you. I'm like, those eyes are popping. I already told you. I already pre-recording. Those eyes, those beepers. You did. Nice. That was very mm-hmm. kind of you. You did. No, yeah. it's the truth. Um, anyway, that's crazy. So, like, it's not nobody coming to LA. No one coming to Hollywood has an easy, like, you had a severed arm and, like, <laughs> an old car, you know? Yeah. I moved up here because I had – um Somebody had like somebody had bought for very little money, offered to pay for me to make a pilot presentation. And then they were like, you know, very classic, big, we're gonna make this and we can sell it Mm -hmm. to this person and this is gonna be yeah. And then so that was like I was already gonna move up here, but I ended up being like, I'm gonna go right now because I gotta go make this pilot presentation. And oh, cool, Kim Moffat, you were wanted. They always like it. Always gets it. Always draws you in. Like it's always like the Pied Piper. Like I had an agent who really wanted me, and all the agents in Toronto were like, "Oh, if that agent wants you, like you better go now. Like you better go." And like (laughs) by the time I got the papers, he'd been fired from the agency, and I had no rep. Like. When when he sent me that email, because it's so here, people stay with their reps forever. Like it's a small pool, right? So we're with we're with who we're yeah. with for a really long time. We have these deep relationships. And I didn't realize, like I just didn't get the culture of of LA and how everything just sort of floats and people come and go and how fluid it is. And I just thought, oh, yeah. he's no longer with them. I have no rep in America this is over for me. No one will take me. Like it's like the gravity of that email. Like when he emailed me like BT dubs, I'm out. And I came with nothing. Like it's like, it's so fleeting. Like your pilot, right? Like they're like, Oh, Kim, come do this pilot. And you're like, great. I'm going to (laughs) make, I'm going to make TV. And then you did though. You went on and made TV and I got an agent. So it's okay. It all worked out, but you don't know that at the time where I didn't, I was devastated. One of those things is a little bit more true than the other. No. You definitely got an agent <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, have I since gone on to stuff. <laughs> I 
Um, I have this cat, and we do TikToks. <laughs> that's so not true. That's not true. We both I think know that's not true. Uh, one of those things is a little bit different than the other, but absolutely. Yeah, not. It, it is. Hollywood is like, but that is such a great example of like you you come down here and if you don't know any better you're going to come down here because you have this agent and now feels like the exact right time to go and then mm-hmm. what if you don't know any better you get an email like that and you feel like okay then it's time to just like turn it around get me back up to canada let's get yeah. on out of here not yeah. realizing that like not, it's all kind of like everything means everything here and it also kind of means like nothing nothing yeah there's something though quite i like there's something very i in like it's helped me like there's something very refreshing in that that like if you go and you have one bad audition for a casting director there's hundreds of other casting directors who are going to bring you in and the person that you messed up with is not going to care because there's thousands of actors and they're going to bring you back because humans make mistakes it is much more loaded here in this smaller pool. I find like you, the stakes are higher because there's less there's less people, um, and and things are remembered. So I did like that freedom. Like once I got used to it, like once I got used to the groove, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like even if I have a bad day, it's okay. There's just going to be something tomorrow. Like there's always going to be something coming the next like or the next week. Like there's always something coming. You know, so it what yeah. there was something freeing in that and made my auditions better because it didn't seem so heavy and loaded like one mistake and you're never going to see this one person you know then then you've lost (laughs) one fifth of your income if this one person doesn't see you so it was really it was really freeing like that was a good that was a really good part of it once you can turn that mentality around like the fluidity sure it's flaky and gross but it's also freeing if you can look at it like that you know yeah do you like auditioning or nobody likes auditioning (laughs) You know what? I like it. <laughs> I I like it. I like it when I'm feeling like a bit of a hammy hamster. Like if I like if I feel like if I feel like everybody's watching me and like I got them, like then I'm like then I turn into that kid at the Kiwanis Festival. Like I'm like singing that funeral song so loud. Um and then I leave like I'm amazing. That was so great. I don't know. Auditions mm-hmm. are hard. It's like a job interview, you know? Like it really is um I try, I try to be you're supposed to be positive. You're supposed to like uh look at it like <laughs> that's your job. Like and I try to do all those things and it just depends. Like sometimes I'm like those are great tapes and then other time and auditioning's really changed, right? Like we do a lot of tapes now. Like very rarely. Yeah. Rare like mm, I want to say this well this year so far I've gone out and those were callbacks. I've gone out like twice so far, like in real life. Um, wow. They're very rare because of the self-tapes. So now it's become a very insular thing and it gets really – you can get really crazy. Like if it's a callback too, uh, the stakes become – as the stakes become higher, self-tapes are really hard because you're that much closer and you kind of lose perspective at that point. Like is this take okay? Is this take garbage? Like – and you're watching yourself, yeah. right? You're editing your own stuff. You're doing your own hair and makeup, your own lights, your own – like your lovely work wife is reading with you on can- like on Zoom. Like it's just so um, – there's a lot of pressure and I don't know if people realize how how much more pressure – it is because it used to just kind of go in, do your thing and leave. And even if you bombed, you could kind of brush it off. Whereas with all the editing and everything that we're supposed to do, like that we have to do. Um, yeah. And I'm lucky enough that people still call me in. That's, I'm lucky. Um, 
that it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure, you know, when you're maybe not having a great day or it's a callback and the stakes feel much higher and you like, it's always good to have somebody kind of like to have like a work wife who can kind of help you and be like, that one was okay. Like can kind of help you with perspective because it is easy now to lose perspective and you're not seeing people as much either. Anyway, it's like pandemic stuff, but now it affects us. Like it's not the pandemic anymore, but we're still, we're still doing self tapes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it seems like that would just be so much harder because you just, I mean, obviously you can go into an in-person audition and like you can have a cold room. You can have like, it's right before Mm -hmm. lunch or it's right after lunch or it's the end of the day. And like, you know, it's just like, it's not you. It's the room just kind of sucks right now. But um, it seems like it's, you can at least kind of feel that out and like know how to play to people when it's a self tape. It just seems so much more daunting to me. Yeah, never like done I it. have, like I act with these. I have these like cutouts of the Golden Girls, and I like put them up for my eyes. Oh my god, it's so crazy! Like, and I have this like big I know, blue I screen. That. Like, it's so fake. Like, it's just so. I know it's all fake, but it's just so the manipulations yeah. we have to do now. It's it's really crazy. And but sometimes, like sometimes, like sometimes it's really exciting, and I can get into it, and I can like I do like the freedom being able to to create this thing and nobody's telling me what to do, but it does when yeah. you're in, like when you're having like a bad, bad week, a bad, whatever. And, and you think like your work is garbage. The hardest thing when you're having a bad week and you're like, I am a sucky actor is then you have to watch yourself do this scene six times and then pick with the best one. When you're like every single one of these is terrible. I don't know what it like. It's really hard. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. a hard it's really, it's, it's really intense. And maybe that's why I've only watched Mean Girls twice because I have to see myself <laughs> all the time. And it's just like the last thing I want to do. Like if I'm in a yoga class or a dance, like I dance class, I'm in the back. Like I don't want to see, like I have, I get enough facing the belly of the beast myself all the time, you know? Yeah. I have only recently come to understand this phenomenon because okay. I, a couple weeks ago, was just like creating a just like a ton of stuff with the nonprofit and like editing mm-hmm. a ton of stuff for the podcast. And just, it felt like I was doing a lot of editing that included having to see this face. And what I didn't understand, like I would hear a lot of people say, actors say like, I, I just couldn't look at myself anymore. And it's like, I, which I just couldn't relate to that. Not because yeah, I'm like, yeah, weird. this face I could look at all the time, but like I've seen, this has been the face that I've had my entire life. So I've never been like, you know, but I have only recently come to understand that, yeah, you can get really sick of it. And it's not mm-hmm. anything. It's just is like, you just can't look at yourself. I think You're it's not, human. We're not meant to look at ourselves no. this much. <laughs> no. Like, I think, I think that means you're not like, I think you're sane. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's a, <laughs> it's a really weird, I'm sorry you went through that. I love looking at you. Like I can edit my friend's work. Like I love, like if my friends have a self tape, my friends have like, which take should I use? Nothing I love better. I'm like, let me dig in and, yeah. and give you my, but if it's me, like it, it's, we're not meant, we're not meant to have that much of ourselves to ourselves. You know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I hope we can go back in the rooms more and also for community just to not feel so like alone. Like, like it's like, Oh, there's other, look at all these other ding dongs that are out here still doing your thing. Like I am, you know? Yeah. 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 It's nice to see. Do you, are your friends up there? Um, also actors? 
Um, some of my friends are like my friends I do acting class with and stuff like that. Like they've been like, like get, people have like careers here, you know, like it's a very, it's a smaller pool, but people do like make a living here as actors and writers. It's just a smaller pool. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, let's talk about speaking of your acting friends, Canada's answer to Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> Kate's version. <laughs> Let's talk about Katie. <laughs> well, just because, I, I just know. think it's like, <laughs> uh, tell me literally everything. No, I just, I think it's like uh, so funny how you guys were friends in Canada and now like we're all such good friends down here. Yeah, I guess thanks nice. to Lex and thanks to Fuller House, but like. Thanks to Katie. Like uh, Katie Kate's introduced, lovely. Katie introduced me to Lex. Like I didn't, it was, this is all Katie, like Kate Spurgeon. Like I was friends with her here. She, I auditioned for her for a short film and she picked me and like, I didn't know her. Like that's how we met. I auditioned for her and she was acting and producing in this short and that's how we met. And she was coming to LA and she was the opposite of me. Like knew exactly that she wanted to come. She was like, sure. That's where she needed to be. She had so much confidence and I was just like, oh, I'm going to, uh, like I really liked her, but I was also like inspired by her and thought, oh, like that's the energy. I remember I was like, pu- we were pushing our bikes up a hill and she's like, we just need to make it to Los Angeles. And I was like, she's right. I was like, we were pushing our bikes up this hill. I'm like, that's where we need to go. Because I honestly never would have had the guts. Like she has, w- she's a way gutsier person than I am. Like it was because of yeah. her and she introduced me to Lex and Lulu. Like I didn't know, I didn't know them without Katie, like Katie and Katie is why I was, I lasted as long as I did in LA. Like a lot of people come from Toronto and they don't have friends and they don't have community, but because of her, I had an instant family, instant community, instant friends. Like her people like weren't kind enough, like you and Mel, like everyone was all of like, she was, she came a couple of years before me and she just the way the paperwork worked out. And, um, and she was braver than I was. And, uh, and she like, because of her, I had a, a much deeper community than a lot of people have when they come from Canada because of her. So I'm very like lucky to have her in my life. Like she's, and she's also like just a, she's a really funny, she's a really funny person. I, I enjoy her very much on many levels and she's a good friend. Like she's all of those things, but also I admire her very much, you know? And so that's why yeah. I truly met you guys because I met Lex and Lulu and then I met you, you know, so that's, it's always all roads lead back to Kate's Spurgeon. How funny. Mm-hmm. And she's really talented and writing on American Dad right now and killing it. Yeah, she is. She's killing it. All right. Well, we've talked about Kate. That's great. <laughs> Good. Uh, that's just in the contract for this podcast. I have to make sure that I bring her up. All Was, is she on the list? Like, did you make a little list and she's one of the topics? That's amazing. <laughs> Listen, she... <laughs> Is that what happened? I, I have a list of of some questions. Believe it or not, there is there's actually no um, outline to these episodes whatsoever. Um, but are you uh, serious? Do you no, just spitball? Just, yeah, I'm just winging it. I have a couple questions I'll ask at the end. Okay, I'm just mostly just winging it. We'll just. See. Oh, that's so impressive to me. You you also are like you're like Katie. Like you are like you are sure of yourself and like you just know you're gonna and you do you do a great job. Thank you. Me, that's, I'd have to have like reams a, of questions. Incredibly kind compliment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the truth. She's much ballsier than me. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're both impressive. She carries it differently. She's very cool. She is. She is. She's very cool. Yeah. Um, so are you. 
No, 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 no. I'm. I want to be desperately. I just don't think <laughs> desperately, but there's that cannot possibly be true. Um, Steph, uh, you and I have referenced this a couple times throughout this episode, but I feel like we have to clarify for people that don't understand why you and I are calling each other uncles. Okay. Um, Do you want to start? I just as well. Like I think I got it from you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Just my friends were having my friends were having kids. And, like, they would reference me, like, Auntie Steph. And I'm like, but I'm not their aunt. And there was something that felt like I automatically felt like a 55-year-old depressive. And I was like, no, I want to be, like, cooler than that. Like, I don't know what, like, because I'm so cool. But I I don't know. For some reason it started. They started calling, like, I don't know. I don't know. Uncle Steph. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that's just what it, that's just what it is. And now you are also a proud uncle. Congratulations. Thank you. Very proud uncle of a seven-year-old. Yeah. Gigantic. So I know. It's crazy. Seven. Yeah. So uncle – anyway, but has she she asked you yet? Is she like, why are you – why aren't you Auntie Kim? She'll ask Dana. She'll ask Dana. And (laughs) like, why do we call – it's a secret? (laughs) It's awesome. She doesn't want to put me on the spot. I appreciate that. she just want to make you feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah like sometimes she'll she will sometimes say refer to me as uncle kim sometimes she'll just say kim um yeah it just kind of depends on sometimes she'll tell me that i'm a cop because we'll do select scenes from the departed um you know it's just like whatever (laughs) what are you talking about is that a true story what that's very real this is this has been going on since she was like two and I okay. had no idea. She just one day we were um, we were on a road trip actually, going up to San Francisco. Me uh-huh. and Ray and Dana and her husband Ryan, the four of us. Nice. Um, yeah. Little happy family going up to San Francisco, and um, she we were sitting in the back seat, and she just turned to me and goes, "You're a cop," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I'm not a cop." And then I just because she's too, I was like, "Well, you're a cop," and then we just went back and forth. But and we started. She will still so at. She just the other day was like, you're a cop. She leaned over and like whispered in my ear, you're a cop. But like there's a little Bostonian accent to it. Aww. It's select scenes from The Departed. Amazing. Like, <laughs> she sounds, yeah, she uh, sounds like a really fun kid. She's so fun. She's so smart. Cool. Her sense of humor is like just very cool. Very. She sounds yeah. like a sophisticated seven-year-old. Yeah, she's very sophisticated. Cool. She cool. Um, only will eat on the finest china. Um, she drinks tea. Pinky out. She's very sophisticated. She's world. Oh, good thing she's in Los Angeles. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. I mean, she's very into being a Southern California kid for sure. Cool. She's good. Like, good. She likes good. to spend her birthdays in Palm Springs, and she likes the summer in Malibu. <laughs> whoa, she's a whoa! Very- <laughs> a t- Tulum in the summer. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, what? So you, in addition to being an actor and now apparently a singer which i didn't know i didn't know that you're famous for your funeral songs Uh, (laughs) yes yes um also podcasts let's talk about mod oh nice sure 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 let's um i did a podcast um about ellen montgomery she's a canadian writer she wrote anne of green she's most famous for writing anne of green gables um but my um friend and i had researched her for a long time to write a biopic um, and it got pretty far, but then the family was offended because we'd written some stuff 
there were some like her life wasn't like people like to think that her life was like those sweet characters she wrote her life was not um she uh struggled with mental illness she had there's a lot of mental illness in her family um she had a, a very vibrant life she fought for um copyright um laws with this big public the biggest publisher in north america and won it went to the supreme court like she did amazing things and she also wrote over 25 novels um and she also um die by suicide. So she had a very like tumultuous, different life, like very romantic life. Like she had, a, she had like, she was boy crazy, like all these things that um, I guess her family was not ready to, to share or whatever, but because we didn't get very far, we got as far as we could go with the biopic and we done all this research about her. And I've been, I've loved her books since I was a kid. A lot of Canadian kids love, love Ellen Montgomery and love Anna Green Gables. And because we'd done this, big amount of research and so many hours of with Jenny and I, Jen McLennan and I working on this. I didn't want it to go. I couldn't believe that no one was going to know what we knew and, and hear what we heard because it makes her work that much more rich. She also wrote mm -hmm. thousands of pages of journals, um, which are, her journals are amazing. Like they're just, you know, you know how we're always like shocked, like ladies in the olden days sound just like us, but like she does sound <laughs> just like us, you know, which is very different mm -hmm. than the tone she had in her novels. So anyway, because of that, because of that rejection and because of what happened and we worked so hard um, and I understand like, who are we, who are we to compete with? Who are we to, that's her family's decision. You know what I mean? But so I decided and we talked about it and I kind of bullied Jenny into doing this podcast Ma Ma about Maud Montgomery. So that's what we did. We did a six part biopic about her and people are still really listening to it and into it and really love to hear about Maud. And I'm just, I'm proud of it. You know, we worked really hard on it and I'm just proud people and people write me from all over the world, like through Instagram, um, Maud the pod Instagram, if you want to check us out, um, we'll write about like that. They're like rereading her work and it's a different, it seems different. Like there's a different tone to it now, knowing what they know from listening to the pod or they go back and they, or they read her journals or so I just kind of, I love that she is getting like in a very small way, like the people who are listening that, that, that there's a new understanding of her. Cause there are a lot of us out there, like a lot of like women who grew up with her and knew that there was more to her than what we kind of been told. And so mm -hmm. we tried to tell that story and we're not trying to do it in it. Like we weren't trying to be officious and like, we know everything about her. And we just wanted to share the story about a really cool Canadian that a lot of people might not know. So that's what we did. I'm proud of it. Yeah. What, um, the podcast is excellent. I listened to oh, all the episodes. <laughs> thanks for helping it. us. It was so well Kim done. Moffitt also helped us with sound and all the tech stuff and our webs. <laughs> Kim Moffitt was a real friend of the pod. <laughs> thank tech you. Support. Oh, um, thank you. Very, ha very happy to have played a thank very, you. very small part. Um, what, what drew you into her story besides just like, cause there's a lot of books that I, I love the books, but never really will think like, I want to know more about this author. Hmm. Well, I was really obsessive. Like I, like if there was a project, yo, I would be Anne in it. Like I, I was obsessed. Like I, um, I, I was really, really, really obsessed with it. And like 
women, girls my age did not, it was not cool to like her at all. Um, So I was really drawn to her. And then Jenny, my friend Jen, we'd grown up together. She found her journals and and found the journals in a library one day. and And she was really moved by the journals. Jenny, knowing that I was so cuckoo into Ella Montgomery as a kid like Jenny remembered mm-hmm. me as a kid like walking around with the books and always doing projects about her and just being an idiot like a nerd like not cool um she reached out to me I was like hey do you want to start maybe we can turn like I think this could be a movie you know I think this could be some, like a biopic so that's kind of what started yeah. it and then I I'd always known like I'd I'd heard that she had like she had issues with depression and like that she'd I'd heard that because my family is from that area it's from Prince Edward Island so I'd heard stories about it but I thought it was just like people kind of I don't know gossiping about a successful person you know what I mean like I didn't yeah. know um yeah but I'd always like I had posters I'd like I was it was my you know how like kids are obsessed about something I was obsessed with with her books. And then as a woman, I became obsessed with her. So that's what it is. What was it about Anne that was like, that really drew you, drew your focus? When I was a kid, like we both had red hair. We were both like weirdos. We both like, I don't know. It's such, my middle name is Anne because of her. Like it was just sort of this like, yeah. Like my dad is from the province, the tiny province that she's from. Like, it's it, it's just I can't even explain it. it's a very like visceral thing like since I was a little girl there's like a picture of me like on our website like I'm a little like I'm a baby and my parents <laughs> bless them they like had me like this little redheaded baby like in front of a like a Green Gables was the house that Anne lit Anne is not real <laughs> which okay. broke my heart okay. when I was like nine I realized she wasn't real it really really upset me but they had me in front of Green Gables Anne of Green Gables as a baby like putting me out proud as punch of me this little redheaded baby so it's like I don't even oh. know where I started and she do you know what I mean like um I don't yeah. even know it's so far back in me that I can't even articulate why? Like, it's so weird. Like, it's this old fashioned, like, it's old, like, old stuff. But I'm not alone. That's my point. There's a lot of women about my age and, like, who grew up and aren't, like, kind of these prissy grown up women who like tea parties. Like, they're like, what the heck's going on? Like, what, like, and want to talk about it and why. Like I've met people who like moved to Prince Edward Island and like gave up, like have did huge crazy things in their own lives because they were so affected by the writing. It's quite common wow. in that in our little niche, in this little weird little niche world, to have that. So yeah. it's been great to meet these people from all over the world. It's cool. That's really cool. I love that. It's really That's nerdy, great. and it's really like I don't know. I maybe because I had red hair. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What if you had had blonde hair? Who would you have been a a fan of then? Alice in Wonderland? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really (laughs) don't. But my middle name is Anne because of Anne Shirley. So that's, like, it's crazy, you know? I don't know. So your mom was already, or your folks were already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. She's a a real, like, Canadian zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's funny. Like, there's a whole bunch of people like in Poland who love her. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of people in um, Chile who really love her. Like, it's interesting. Like having like having this little community on Instagram, seeing the pockets like where people live and who also yeah. identify with her. And she's she's big in Japan. She's huge in Japan. Like people 
like she's so famous there. They had a they they had a place called Canada Land, and they recreated like the village, like the Avonlea is the pretend. Oh my god, I sound so crazy, but Avonlea is the pretend no. Anna Green Gables village. Like Anne lived in Avonlea, so people in Japan have loved her so much. There was a theme park called Canada Land, which was a recreation of Avonlea. <laughs> Like, that's how people would come and get married, like, would fly from Japan to Prince Edward Island and get married where Ellen Montgomery got married. Like, there's this crazy big world. Like, there's got to be a biopic written, and I'm more than happy <laughs> to be the person to write it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> anyway, no, it's, like, it's it's big. That's incredible. And the podcast is amazing. Can't not oh, mention, can't not skip this, o- can't skip this over. There's a theme park for Canada, mm-hmm. a, a yep. whole in Japan. country, a one theme park for a whole country. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send. I'll send. It yeah, to you. it's closed. It's gone. Like it's closed down now, but it was. It still exists. Like the the bones of it are still there. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. It's crazy. Like it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's what big, kind of Ellen Montgomery created such a, a gigantic industry for Prince Edward Island. Do you know what I mean? Like she created yeah. like jobs and tourism for that entire province, you know, love it or hate it. It's because of her, you know? Did Prince Edward name the island himself? I think it's named for him. I think, I don't know. It's actually called Abigwate. That's what it was called. I might be butchering that, but that was the indigenous people's name for that's the real name is Abigwate. That's what it was called. And then, you know, settlers came and it became Prince yeah. Edward Island. Yeah. And very classic settlers to not only come and rename it, but rename it with the lamest mm. name possible. Mm. Like nobody wanted to take a second to try and uh, rub a couple brain cells together, come up with something. Yeah. Kind of sass it cool. up. Nope. No, they did not. <laughs> just, Prince Edward. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, well. thanks for asking about that. It's a it's a little project I'm really proud of. So thanks. Yeah. I I encourage anybody to go listen to it. It's really the production was really really well done too. It's re- the way that you guys, um, because I didn't know from listen. I'm from America. Yeah. I don't know about a green gable. I've never even heard of a gable before. No. <laughs> um. So I didn't I, I didn't read Anne of Green Gables, um, growing up or anything. So I didn't know her story at all. So here, listening to the podcast and here, learning about her story through your podcast was really enlightening. It, the production is really, really quality stuff. And I learned so much. Oh, my and gosh. Really, Kim, really well done, like compact episodes. Thanks. Thanks. We did a lot of we did a lot of reading. We, we I feel like I know her. there are peep scholars who like know every single detail about her. But I feel like I do know about her quite a bit, you know, as much as anybody can know about another person just by reading about them. And I love that you listen to it, even though the books meant nothing to you. Like that's you're such a good friend. Yeah. Like, thank, thanks. Thanks. And that thanks for liking it, even though you didn't even know the subject matter. Really? Thanks. I loved it. I think it just speaks to what a great job you you ladies did. It was really great. Thanks. Is there, this, do you feel like this is one thing that you could be a historian of? Like if someone was like, oh, we have breaking Ellen Montgomery news. Let's get our favorite historian on. Is this it? Or is there something else that you feel like if there was breaking news, you would be the go-to call for it? <laughs> I think honestly, if, there had, if they like – 
there are people who know way more about Al Montgomery than I know. Like people think I'm in deep. I'm like, wait, there are people who are in deep <laughs> who would get called upon way before me. But I feel like out of all my weird little niche interests, that's the thing I can like confidently <laughs> speak about. I can talk about her with confidence, you know, but there are, there are yeah. so many people who, you know, everyone's, all my friends are so nice. They're like, no one would know more than you and Jenny. I'm like, oh no, there are people who know a lot. So it's so funny as niches you become, as you are in one thing, there are all, whenever you're in like something so specific, there's always people who know a billion things more than you. And it's great because you keep learning from them. So that's cool. You know, I like yeah. to think we had a different take on it, which was like a more modern lens. And I think maybe that's something that's in my mind, what we brought to it, a more modern lens to the table. I think that's what we brought. A more mod. Exactly. M-A-U-D-E-R-N. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for plugging it. Yeah. No problem. Um, <laughs> all right. These are these are questions that I've decided. This is going to be the first episode I'm doing this. These are questions okay. that I've decided to ask in every single episode. Oh. It's, like the back of the original. Yeah, this is exactly like the back of Vanity Fair. Are you asking those questions? High class, no, no, absolutely (laughs) not. They're not as high class. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Um, It was originally these last five, but the first one I'm going to ask, somebody said I should start asking this in every single episode, and it's either going to go well or not well. We don't know. Okay, Um, okay. It'll depend on the person. Uh, what are your seven, if, if you had to create seven horcruxes, do you know what horcruxes from Harry Potter? No, keep going. It's already going <laughs> See, so bad. I'm so sorry. Gonna... <laughs> this, this is where it's either going to go really well so or what really what is bad. it? Okay. Can you give me A your horcruxes? seven? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can give you, I can give you an example. And I feel like I'll but, get so, it. <laughs> horcruxes in the, in Harry Potter, these are they're not good. They're used for evil. But the idea is that the the bad guy in Harry Potter um, wants to live forever. And so what he does is he splits his soul into seven, technically eight, one on accident, but seven um, pieces. He like places a little bit of his soul into different things. And okay. then once all those things come together, he like becomes Voldemort. Uh, oh, oh I've known Voldemort. Maybe. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Voldemort. He is bad. So he is bad. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. The, the the idea of a Horcrux is like um, a, a little bit, and like for him, that's obviously bad. Like in in the idea of Harry Potter, it's not a good idea to do this. But I want to like know if you had to, for nice reasons, just like a little bit of yourself would like live on forever. Where would you put it? Like for example, I, yeah, give me an example. I said, and I don't know why this is always <laughs> the first one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. This isn't even like I'm trying to make this happen. Just it, it so happens that once again, the first thing that comes to mind are Kelly Clarkson's bangs when she sang the Star Spangled Banner at the <laughs> Super Bowl in like 2012 or 13. <laughs> like, so it's like you want to keep that, like it's something you really love and you want to keep that little memory? Is that it's what like Where it a is? little piece of yourself lives in that. Oh, okay. Okay. Like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. you saw that, that lived to you, right? I'm so sorry yeah, I'm messing this yeah. up. Okay. No, no, no. You're doing great. And do I have Not to do a- seven? <laughs> no. Can no. I? You can do as many as you want. You can do as many or as few as you okay, want. Okay. Okay. I'll do seven. I'll do seven. Is- Let's go fast. Okay. All right, let's I'll do, do it. seven. Let's hear them. So, so they're like seven okay. little things. Can you say it one more time? Like seven little things. 
seven places where like if you had to split your soul into seven pieces so that you okay. could live on forever okay. where okay where would I when go? would it be yeah. Okay. 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 So, okay. So one would be, um, in this tomato garden that we had in the backyard in my little town growing up with my dad. I remember how it smells. So that's where I would go. That's one. Another one would oh. be like on the, uh, the other one would be like at this place called Sable beach where I used to go in the summers with my cousin, Sabrina. Oh, and we'd be in the, in the water and, and there would be waves. Another one would be with Kate Spurgeon. We always talk about this. Um, we had one beautiful day in Santa Monica and we saw Tim Robbins and he said, Hey girls. And we said, Hey, and then we were in the water. It was just a beautiful, magical day. And we always say that day will come before us before we die that day, that moment. Oh. Um, so that's, Maybe that's two because Tim Robbins and the water. So let's say we're at four now. Five would be okay. um, five would be um, five would be that moment taping in Fuller when everyone kind of went nuts for me and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a good actor. It was just like this magical moment where I was in a good place with a lot of people and people were enjoying me and I was enjoying being the crazy person. Um, another place would be um, where else would I be? Um, I would definitely be like. Um, in a pool with my granny, um, she was really cool and had like a fake Southern accent. And she would always like tell me gossip in this pool. And I would love to hear it. I was always there for that. That's where I would be. And then another place I would be, where else would I be? Um, I'd also be, oh my God. I would also be, I just need one more place. I just need one more thing. I would be, um, where would I be? I would be um, riding, um, riding my bike down I live um beside a, uh, a street called Indian Road and whenever I drive my bicycle down that road it's like the wind is in my hair I can see the everything it's just a nice like tootle down I'd like to live there forever just like tootling like just going down that that road that easy road not really having to pedal and having like the wind in my hair and I take off my helmet don't tell anybody don't tell the Toronto police <laughs> and I really enjoy it that's where I would live there there's my seven things that's just out of I'm sorry that was crazy <laughs> that was Perfect. It started out rough <laughs> because yeah. no one had, you had not heard of a Horcrux, but then you mm. landed that plane like a <laughs> pilot. I just tried to listen. I'm sorry. Like, that's an example. Like, I was reading Ellen Montgomery yeah. and the other kid, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's that, you can yeah. see the gap right there that I don't know things that I should know, you know? That's no. good old Anna Green Gables fault right there. Thank you for explaining <laughs> it. There you go. Are there more? Is that the whole question? Did I, did I do it? That was the question. That was it. You you knocked it out of the park. Okay. Okay. The rest of the questions are going to be easy living from here on out. I had to close my eyes and like think like you what did. are the things flashing before my eyes before I die? That's what I was thinking. While you were closing your eyes, the cat was trying to walk over and your little oh, eyes were closed and I was like trying to off camera it. be like don't walk over here cuz you're going to oh, mess Ruth. everything up. No. She's um I hope she comes back. I like her a lot. She's really beautiful. And on the outside as well. She will come back. Well. She's eating. <laughs> She's got a beautiful inside soul as well. She <laughs> I didn't want to just she, yeah. She really does actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, your pal. Yeah, I don't want to object. Let's not objectify her. No, you know, no, no, but no, no, she's, no, not at all. I mean, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous, but you know. Uh now she it's getting is. weird. Uh what is your most <laughs> used gif? Oh, I, I use a lot of Elizabeth Taylor. I'll use a lot. Like, I use her all the time. She's so good. Like her, the, that face, I send her constantly. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, what is something? Give it a try. I believe, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I get gifts from you. I get emojis from you. Oh, more I'm, than sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'll start you, sending you Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, I just feel like, listen, don't change the emojis that you send me. You're sending A plus emojis. They're really, really good. But Thank I'm going to need to not, see some gifts. I know it's not cool anymore, but I'm like, oh, well, it can be my thing, you know? Who cares? It's not cool anymore? I don't think so. I think I read this thing like it's not good. Anyway, I'm still doing it. Welcome. Oh, oh man. I think also, I, I, what really, th- oh, here's the cat. Oh, good. Ruth, see. do you have any thoughts on this? Um, oh, there she is. Hello. Oh, she is such a pretty girl. Hi. I love you. She, she just woke up from a nap, so now she wants to nap over here. A little oh, bit closer. Hello. <laughs> um the emoji, the laughing emoji, I think the cool thing is to do the one that's sideways instead of straight yes. on. Yes. You know who sends those? Kate's Virgin. The sideways ones? Yeah. That's how you know it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she's doing it, then it's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what is something that you will never change your mind about? Um, something I'll never um, um, mansplaining, like men just being ugh, like just that. I'll never back off that. I'll never get off that. I'll never. There's no. There's nothing in me that would ever go. That's cool. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what is your favorite picture? Oh, it's my, I have this like little, it's my granny. I don't know if you can see it. It's like a really cute one of her, like just this little black oh. and white one. It's just right here. I think it's my favorite. Yeah, it's a good one. There's a nice one. What was your grandma's name? Louise. Louise. I love that. Yeah. I don't hear cool, a lot right? of Louises anymore. No, her father's name was Louis. So then like Louis. So then she was Louise. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. That's a cool I picture. Like I'm just looking at it and that's a cool picture. Yeah. What else? What's another, that. what's another question? Is that it? What is your favorite age? Mm, my favorite age. What's my favorite age? My favorite age would be like, let's see. Like late fifties. I think people are really cool in their late fifties. They're not trying as much. And I don't know. They just seem like they say everything's so great. I don't know. I'd say then. I don't yeah. know. I guess I'm, I'm supposed to love youth. I don't know. I don't know. You can love whatever yeah, you people, want. We don't care. Who people cares? seem chill. People seem chill in like their late fifties. Like they're no longer trying. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Can you hear her purring so loud right now? No, I don't know if it's gonna get picked. I'm curious. To I see hope if it does. Ends up. I have to call it out because it's. I just want to. If you can hear it on my end, <laughs> I don't know if it'll come through in the edit, and I have to call it out now because she's oh, nice. purring very loud. He's just so happy. Nice. <laughs> um, what are you a fan of? Mm, I'm a fan. What am I a fan of? I'm a fan of like. Oh, what am I a fan of? Oh, I'm a fan of Golden Girls. I love Golden Girls. I love Dolly Parton. Those things, oh. you know, what everybody loves, what everybody's a fan of. You have, um, this is not when I first met you, but this is when Dana first met you. You mm-hmm. were wearing that cool jean jacket. Oh, yeah. That had the Dolly Parton patch on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, Dana is a, a fan of Oh, nice. Of uh, Dolly Parton as well. And mm-hmm. that's what she remembers the most. Oh, wow. Tell, uh, I want to talk to Dana about the Rockstar album, what she thinks. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm a fan of Dolly Parton for sure. I've seen her perform a lot of times. I've loved her since I was a little kid, like all, like always, always. So, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. a fan of her. Amazing. And that was it. You passed the six Great. questions. <laughs> I got That's really the first nervous time I've done. I, I got really nervous. I did. But I get nervous about anything. But I was true. Like when you're like seven, I got super nervous. And then when I didn't know what you're talking about, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, I think that's why um, it's either going to be good or bad. This That, <laughs> that specific question. Because like not every – no, I'm keeping it in because your answer was so great. I'm saying the question is either going to be good or bad because people are – so far, nobody has – I've only asked this. You're the third person I've asked this to. Uh-huh. Um, but okay. now it will be in every episode. But the okay. first one, it was Andrea. She, like, just needed reminding. I asked Marla Sokoloff, and it, she – it went off the rails very quickly. She had no gotcha. idea what I was talking about. Gotcha. And no interest in learning more. And we moved on pretty quickly <laughs> from that question. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So it's a – you know, it's 50-50, good or bad, you know? Okay. Good. <laughs> Um, Steph, this was great. I feel like there's so much more stuff that we could talk about. You were, I don't you, know. you were like, listen, I'll give you half an hour of questions and that's it. And look, I've made you stick around for an hour and a half. I can't believe it. You're very good at your job, Kim Offit. So thank you for being such a welcoming host. I just felt like we were chatting, no. which is the whole point. So thank you. That is the whole point. This was all <laughs> you, my friend. You, you as always were excellent. Oh, thanks, pal. I had Canada's a really good time. Own. Here I am, Toronto's darling. Oh my god, Toronto's darling. Let me ask you something. Do you get to vote (laughs) in America? I was just going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. I just got my like they just mailed me. I just got it in the mail. I just got it. Like, look, look. Me too. Show you. Yeah, yeah. Rock and roll. I thought that would make you proud. Yeah, you are. It makes Mm -hmm. me very proud. I registered. I feel so good because I worked really hard to get like to be like to get like my citizenship not as much as a green card but you know i'm i'm happy like and thanks for your podcast because i learn a lot about what's going on so it helps me with like making decisions like voting and reminding me to like look and make sure i'm getting my primary election ballot so thank you good good i'm glad thanks. that was not um that a that plug. just ended up being a nice little plug it was mostly just it was like a genuine like oh i'm thinking about it no yeah. i vote i vote <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i vote in both countries good for you Good job, Steph. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on social media? You don't really do social media, but tell them about I Maude. don't. <laughs> yeah, you can you can listen to my podcast, uh, our podcast, me and Jenny's podcast, Maud the Pod. Um, you can watch Gray. Please watch Gray on Paramount Plus if mm-hmm. you're listening from Canada. And uh, I'll just be kicking around at uh, any commercial callback in Canada. You might see me there. Who knows? Maybe not. Oh, the, my favorite day was that I opened up TikTok and it was just like your mug, your sweet little face was the first ad up. It was very oh, exciting. No, I'm so. sorry. Like I see that. Like, no, it's just, I loved it. Sometimes, sometimes girls just got to make some money, you know? So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for watching. Thanks for I watched the whole of, way through. Yeah, I watched the whole, whole way through. 20 seconds to, of it? Yeah, thank you. Hey, you know what is very cool about that commercial? Let me hang on. I got cat hair all over me. And oh the cat's no! Now falling. we're talking. About the- oh. <laughs> um, you, you. That was a commercial, a role for a man, and yep, Stephanie Drummond got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was for a dude. Yeah. They had to switch it around. They had to give the wife a husband and switch it all around. So yeah, 
when you're a character actor, they're like, oh, just there's no parts for her. What about what if she auditions for the part of like Jack? She'd be a good Jack. Like it does happen like where they don't write a part for you. So then you have to go out for the dude part. You know, that's not that commercial, but yeah, it happens. Yeah. This is what this is how I think we have to pitch it. Reframe it as Stephanie Drummond better than a man. <laughs> Thanks, Kim Moffat. <laughs> you're the best. Also, also right, better fine. than a man. <laughs> I mean, listen, I appreciate that. Not that hard. We've met men. <laughs> <laughs> We've all met men. Oh, oh, oh. Steph. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks for being so such a warm hostess. Thanks, Ruth, for being here. You're welcome. Nice. Cat hair everywhere right now. Thanks for listening. You can find Steph on Instagram at modthepod, M-A-U-D, the pod. The show is at Kim Moffat is a fan on Instagram and TikTok. If you're looking for me, I'm at Kim Moffat on Instagram and at Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and review the show. It really does help people find these episodes. I have to tell you that after we recorded this, Steph sent me a screenshot of a review that she had done weeks before this episode, which is just another great example of how kind and supportive she is. 12 out of 10 would recommend Stephanie Drummond. Anyway, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.